The IPS Academy provides online courses from some of the best instructors out there on mental health, personal development, lifestyle, nutrition, relationships, mindfulness, improving your life quality, etc. Each course we offer has been made in collaboration with an instructor who has also been a guest here on the Inner Picture Stories podcast. Have a look to see if there's a course to your liking, read the full course descriptions and check out the thousands of positive reviews from students who have taken the course by going to innerpicturestories.com academy. With that, let's dig into the interview. Welcome to the Inner Picture Stories podcast. My name is Jelis Vaas, your host and the founder of Inner Picture Stories, the educational platform on life. I hereby invite you to come on a journey with me. In each episode, we will dive into the life of an inspiring person seeking lessons of wisdom about life and the world we live in. Answers that you can take away and use in your own life. It's true that no one ever said life would be easy, but it's also true that no one ever said you had to do it alone. So get ready and let the journey begin. This is episode 022, COVID-19 special episode. Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode here on the IPS podcast. As you may very well know, for the last couple of months, the whole world has been turned upside down because of the coronavirus pandemic. In one way or another, we're all affected by it, whether financially, mentally, health-wise, or simply in a way it has changed our lifestyle. While thinking of ways to be there for you, our listeners and readers at the IPS Project, we decided to make a special episode where we ask all our previous guests who appeared on the IPS podcast one question. What's the one thing that helps you cope with disasters and distressing times such as the coronavirus epidemic happening now? Of course, not everyone had the time to reply, which is very understandable. Still, a good number of people responded and gave us their take on this question. So, here in this episode, you will hear how a pancreatic cancer survivor, a monk who lived for 37 years in a monastery, and an ex-SIS patrol commander, amongst other highly successful experts, in different fields deal with disasters and distressing times. Even if you listen to this episode sometime in the future when the coronavirus pandemic has passed, what will be shared here in this episode are truly lessons, tools and advice that can be used not only now but at any time when difficulties and disasters happen. Because challenging times will always be a part of life. Lastly, I want to take a moment here to personally thank each and every person who responded to my message and took the time to send their answer. So, Deborah, Christina, Paul, Richard Ailing, Richard Hungerford, and I'm just saying their last name to clarify that there are two people with the same name. Bruce, Martin, and Mooney, if you're listening to this episode, Thank you so much. It means so much to me to have your take on how you handle distressing times. So once again, thank you. For everyone listening, if you're curious to learn more about each person and to also check out their interviews here on the IPS podcast, you can easily find them in the show notes of this episode located, as always, in the description of this episode. Or you can go directly to innerpicturestories.com slash podcast and search for episode 022. 
There you will also find additional helpful resources like books, videos, etc. on how to deal with the stressing times. So definitely have a look to learn more. With that, I will leave the talking to some of our amazing guests who have appeared before on the IPS podcast. Enjoy and I hope you gain some great help and advice about how to handle disasters and distressing times. Martin Ederbitsen is a neuroscientist and founder of My Survival Story, which he founded after having survived pancreatic cancer. If you're interested to learn more from Martin's experience battling cancer, have a listen to episode 010, Martin Ederbitsen, Tasting Death, a survival story of pancreatic cancer, the lessons, the hardships, and becoming a triathlete. So I would love to share with you guys my tactics and my learnings and how... I do that also taking into account what I learned on my journey as a cancer patient. So the first learning is really that when you get hit by a crisis is that you're overwhelmed emotionally and that this is very normal. So the the first learning is really it's totally normal that you're freaking out, that you're having fear, that you're having anxiety, that you're having an emotional arousal. Um, It's just how we are wired. And in the beginning, I was like, oh, no, I should be positive. I should do this and that and um, I should cope. And I say, no, it's it's just normal. Your system um, is not uh, wired for just taking uh, this stress easy. It's a survival mechanism. So it's, it's very, very normal. And I definitely think this is the first important step to understand that that's just how it is. And it's actually not bad. It is just how it is. It's not comfortable. And so this is really the the first learning. And then the second learning, and probably also observe that uh, by yourself while going through this corona crisis, is that disasters and stress, it comes in phases, you know, like in the beginning, like, oh, my God, what is this? And you're freaking out and totally overwhelmed. And then maybe comes a moment where you're like, oh, okay, actually I can cope with that. It's not so bad. And maybe now after some weeks or more than a month, two months into it, you're like, hmm, slowly I feel like I'm stuck. I'm like getting annoyed by it. Uh, you feel like more subtle negative side effects and, and you're like feeling maybe down and less energetic again. And so it's it's a phase or there are phases where you're going through like valleys and mountains like you're going up and down and up and down and that's just uh, the the storyline of a crisis so it's never flat it's never a straight line it's <laughs> it's a very chaotic line so um while you're walking on this line and it goes up and down just just stay calm and be aware yes this is how the story unfolds. And often it's like in the moment you think like, oh, now everything is fine. I figured it out. Behind the next rock, there is another thing. Like, oh, and the other way around, maybe you're in, a, you're stuck in a hole and you're like, oh my God, it's so dark and, and, and um, it's like uh, dangerous down here. I, feel, I don't feel comfortable and suddenly there is a light or somebody comes in and helps you. So um, this unpredictability is just part of the crisis. So that's the, the second learning that it's, it's never a straight line and just get used to it. Like 
don't freak out when it goes down and take it easy when it goes up. It's it's just how it rolls. But now maybe the most important you ask me like, okay, what is the the learning to cope? And there I strongly believe that when it comes to coping with crisis and stress, that um, knowledge is overrated and that we can know a lot, we can read a lot, we can think a lot, but in the end coping with the crisis has a lot to do with doing, has a lot to do with working with the body, with with going into the body, with uh, calming the body, understanding how you can calm, let it be like just closing your eyes and you can try it now, like close your eyes, make your eyes soft and take a deep breath through the nose, into the nose and out through the mouth and just make your face very soft again into the nose, out to the mouth and you focus all your attention on the very soft eyelids again into the nose out to the mouth very very soft very calm you don't have to do anything just one breath at a time into the nose now to the mouth you feel very relaxed and calm everything becomes calm becomes calm and quiet just another one through the nose and out through the mouth then maybe slowly move your hands come back and Maybe you can open your eyes again. And so probably you feel now a bit different. And that is exactly what I mean with knowledge is overrated. Like you have magic peace and power and energies inside of your body. If you take a moment to press the pause button and just sink into it and I can keep going and talking and say what you should do and this theory and the stress response is wired like this in the brain and it doesn't help you I mean it's interesting (laughs) I studied it for years so don't I don't want to like bash it but if you want to cope with a disaster you have to work with the body and you can do that like this with taking deep breaths or you can meditate or you can go for a swim anything with water is amazing water is a secret stress relief you can do anything with water nearly any everything and it's always relaxing taking a bath a shower a swim a walk next to a river sitting at a waterfall water is is amazing so Work with your body and and try to understand how you can relax your body or or look for resources that help you to relax your body. So yeah, that is are my three um, learnings. Like the first, it's normal to be not normal <laughs> because crisis is not normal. So it's totally fine that we're all freaking out or we have an emotional response to it. That's how we are wired. 
Then the second learning is that uh, crisis is never linear, it goes up and down, and that's just how the ride goes. So we better get used to it, and that's how it is. And the third one is um, work with your body, don't get stuck in your head. Try to find ways to relax your body, to release the stress, and to, to feel your body. I think it's actually it has a lot to do with uh, turning the sensors inside and feel your body. Yeah. Okay. I hope that was helpful. Um, I wish everybody uh, all the best for coping with the crisis and whatever it is, let it be COVID or personal. And um, yes, um, stay healthy and safe and at peace. Take care. Bye bye. Bruce Langford is a life coach and host of the popular podcast Mindfulness Mode. Learn more about mindfulness from someone like Bruce who has had tons of years of experience in the interview he did on the IPS podcast. Episode 02, Bruce Langford, how to take control over the mind and live in the moment. The one thing that gets me through distressing times like this current world pandemic is I focus on gratitude. I use gratitude as a central focus as I meditate, as I walk, as I continue to maintain all of my habits and routines that I've done for so long. I keep gratitude as the central focus, and that's what helps me stay grounded and relaxed through this challenging time. Richard Ailing is one of the first international Wim Hof Method instructors. He is also the founder of Realign, a program designed to help entrepreneurs and people in transition accelerate their growth and find ultimate meaning in what they do. If you want to learn more about the Wim Hof Method, rich story and lessons, then have a listen to episode 011, Richard Ailing on how to become superhuman, master the mind and body and influence the autonomic nervous system. So what's the one thing that helps me cope with distressing times? Well, it's not a specific tool, I would say. It's more the knowledge that I have a choice in how I respond to it. And it might sound a little trite, but knowing that my fear of the situation and wherever my mind goes, the uncertainty and wherever it goes to the future and like what's going to happen, what's not going to happen and how terrible I th find things to be in this moment is actually much worse than the situation itself most of the time. As an old mentor used to say to me, like rule number zero, he called it, nothing is as bad as it seems to be in any given moment. And with the awareness that I have a choice in how I respond to it, I can then really start to see the opportunity in the situation as well. And that's not to try and make a profit from the situation. It's to see what I can do differently in order to benefit myself or other people. Fear, when we break it down, is it takes us into survival mode. It is something that directly and negatively impacts our nervous system and our immune system. Like our ability to remain healthy is affected. And so by engaging or indulging in, in that, that space, we're not doing ourselves any favors. And it's easier said than done, but there are so many ways in which we can influence our nervous system and step out of that place. And the most powerful way I've found is actually through connection. Connecting to other people, again, not with the intention to indulge in the fear or spread that in some way but to show up for other people, be curious to potentially inspire and serve. 
And we can do that with friends and families very easily. And with that mindset, perhaps say we, can, we can start to see an opportunity. Perhaps we can start to see a way to respond differently and to grow. So whether it's the coronavirus or it's a financial crash or some personal health uh, situation, throughout my life I've cultivated resilience in the face of these things by deciding to respond differently and not to react to the status quo and how other people around me are, are being affected. I don't see it working for them and I've decided to do things differently. So I would say choice and awareness are the, the two things that really help me cope with any kind of uh, stressful uh, or distressing times. Paul Gilmartin is a stand-up comedian and host of one of the most listened to podcasts on mental health and mental illness, the Mental Illness Happy Hour. If you'd like to learn more about Paul and how humor can help with mental health, do have a listen to his episode, episode 05, Paul Gilmartin on depression and anxiety, suicide, the fight against our inner demons. There are a couple of things that help me deal with times of stress or uncertainty. Number one is I try to keep things in the present moment. Um, another thing I think about is five years from now, is this going to be an issue? If I think back to things from my life five years ago, I can't even remember most of the things that I was stressed out about. And the third thing that helps me is faith in a, in a higher power and the belief that if I just take principled actions, I will be okay. Not, not meaning that I won't experience strife or difficulty, but that I will find comfort during it. Deborah Moffitt is an award-winning author. She also holds writing retreats frequently recommended on countless websites on best writing retreats to attend in the world. If you're curious to learn more from Deborah, do have a listen to her episode, episode 03, Unleashing Creativity with award-winning author Deborah Moffitt. Thank you so much for asking about what the number one thing is that I use to help me during distressing challenging times. Um, you can probably guess already that there is one essential one that's fairly multifaceted. So my number one thing that helps me, again, that's multifaceted, is meditation. Um, I have been meditating for years and years, and it's something that I do every day. When I can, I try to do it twice a day. Um, it is essential in terms of helping me to stay grounded, to be consciously aware of my emotional state at the moment. It also is a space that is opening up to intuitive insights. So especially in distressing times, it helps to have that open space so that I know sometimes what's coming, sometimes things I need to know even without knowing why. So I'm going to give you a little antidote. Um, several weeks ago, this is back in early February, I ordered two, three large boxes of food. I wasn't really sure why I'm in the process of moving. I thought maybe it was to prepare for that, kind of having some reserves for the, for the new place. And then now we are, of course, in confinement. And those reserves that I was inspired or had that intuitive insight to um, order and to have sent here 
several weeks ago are now very, very useful. And at the time, I didn't know why. And it was because of the meditation, because I trust those impulses I get in meditation, that um, it really, really helps me to prepare things in advance, even though I don't always know why I'm preparing something or why I'm doing something like ordering all the food. But it's really, really helpful. So I really encourage people to pay attention to... Um, to, to intuition and one of the best ways to do that is through meditation so you know meditation is great it doesn't cost anything all you have to do is take time and sit down and do it um, and it's also great if you can do it in community and connect with community a lot of people have difficulties meditating on their own and I've been connecting with virtual communities to lead meditations, but also to to participate in meditations and it's just a great way to um, keep your vibration high, keep my vibration high, and to make a difference whenever there's that etheric field of anxiety and fear all around. Um, it really helps to cut through and bring in light and uh, just shift the vibration up. So I hope that that um, helps to maybe inspire some other people to really begin to create a meditation practice if you haven't already. Christina Paltel is an ultra runner, two-time world record holder, and the first woman to run alone through Iran. Learn more about Christina's incredible minds in the full interview. Episode 013, Christina Paltel, ultra runner, alone through Iran, 1,144 miles of trust, prejudice, and human kindness. First of all, I just let my feelings exist. Or actually, maybe there is a step prior to that and that is being conscious about what I'm feeling and when I realize that I'm scared then well just let myself be scared let it be there and I think one great skill is the ability just to embrace what I'm feeling right now I'm scared that's it and also being aware of that this is just a feeling a feeling comes and goes being in love is another feeling. It also comes and goes. Some feelings makes me comfortable. Some feelings makes me uncomfortable. But no matter what, they are just feelings. They don't actually affect me. It's just affecting the way I'm feeling. Not, <laughs> They are not a threat to myself. So when I realize that I'm scared, I let it exist. And if I have to, then I, I just well, gel or hit something or whatever. <laughs> I do what I, I want to do to express those feelings. Maybe cry, whatever. At the same time, as I let my feeling exist, I also start looking at facts. Okay, what does this situation tell me? For instance, I'm 48 years old. I have no diseases. So if I happen to catch the coronavirus, most likely... I will have an infection, I will turn ill, but that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. I think I can handle that. So when I looked at those facts, then I can also start to decide, okay, which way do I want to act? I think that the important feeling with kind of looking at my feelings instead of being my feelings is that it gives me the ability to make a good decision, a proper decision, depending on the situation, without getting carried away by, by my worries or my fears or anything. 
So first of all, let just the feeling exist. Let it be there. And after a while, when you feel that you're ready, look at facts. What does fact tell me? Make a decision after that. Which way do I want to go? That's it for me. Thank you. Modi Nataranjan lived for 37 years as a monk in a Hindu monastery on the island of Kauai, Hawaii. If you'd like to learn even more from Muni's wisdom, do have a listen to the full interview, episode 06, Muni Nataranjan, the wisdom of a monk who lived for 37 years in a monastery. Disasters such as the coronavirus pandemic have occurred since the dawn of time. A hit list of things to do in the face of such calamity is very useful, especially since calm logic in the presence of apparent chaos is very hard to maintain. With regard to the coronavirus pandemic, this hit list might start with the physical. Wash your hands, wear a face mask, keep a distance of six feet from others, stay at home as much as possible. We know all this. After we have taken care of the physical, we look into the non-physical. This is where peace, calm, stillness, and bliss reside. The hit list here consists of many tools. Primary among these tools is breath control. Primary among the many breath controls is one in particular. It goes like this. Take a deep breath in. And on the out breath, let go of all tension, stress, apprehension, and fear. Again, take a deep breath in, and on the out breath, let go of all tension, stress, apprehension, and fear. One more time, take a deep breath in, and on the out breath, let go of all tension, stress, apprehension, and fear. Repeat this cycle of breath until breath stops of its own accord in peace, calm, stillness, and bliss. Rich Hungerford is an ex-SIS patrol commander in the Australian Army. Today, Rich runs one of the best survival schools in Australia, Bush Lore Survival. Learn more from Rich in the fascinating interview he did with the IPS podcast. Episode 017, Within the Minds of a Warrior, Richard Hungerford, former SIS patrol commander. What's the one thing that I would do or do do during disasters and distressing times? Well, objectivity is the name of the game there in terms of developing objectivity. Now, that's, that's a, a trick of the mind in terms of the perception that we have of what's going on around us in terms of is it a threat, is it a perceived threat, is it real, is it something that's placing me into immediate danger right now or is it something that has the potential to place me into immediate danger soon. And I guess with observing the situation in its broadest context within its big picture frame, we start to be able to prioritise what is real threat and what is perceived threat. Not to say that things that we perceive are not dangerous or don't cause us distress, but often it is a case of simplicity in terms of our minds generally make things bigger than they are. As our German saying says, the wolf always appears bigger when the dark night is stormy. Now it's that's that construct of 
using our imagination to highlight and to embellish a perception of a threat without there necessarily being pure evidence of it. So the trick I teach within survival and combative frameworks of training is self-control. To develop that self-control, we need to develop the objectivity. We, we adopt an observer position. One way I, I use a technique of developing that objectivity is to use language. So it's internal language, but it can also be vocalized, but it's an inner conversation. And the best one I've found to date, and these get updated periodically as, as new things come into my awareness through research and reading and, and life in general. But the one I'm using these days and using a lot is, isn't that interesting. So when something occurs, I'm simply making myself form the habit of repeating that same phrase. Isn't that interesting? COVID-19 just caused a whole stack of global stress and fear. Isn't that interesting? And what that languaging does is fundamentally pushes me back into an observer position. It distances me in my perception of what is going on. I mean, you have to balance that with real and immediate threat. So if you are in actual peril, it's simply a case of going, right, I am actually in peril now. So when we're in that state of assessing and prioritising what the external environment is really all about, we then start to get some sense of control over our inner fear dynamic. Now, fear is our experience of stress. They're, those two are inter interconnected and in fact you could probably bust them down to a state of simply semantic definition. Fear is a perception and stress is our response to it by and large. We define stress as our limbic system response to the perception of a threat or a actual and real threat. So it's our physiological and neurological reaction. It comes in a biochemical release of cortisol, noradrenaline, and adrenaline, and it creates a program that has got us out of jail, got us out of trouble repeatedly in the past. And so we have retained it because it's valuable for our well-being in terms of the fight or flight response. But that response is not usually beneficial when it's protracted and left to run unchecked. So managing your fear by stepping back out of the perception that you're in immediate danger right now by observing things in a bigger picture, bigger frame context allows us to soothe that limbic system response. So it doesn't matter what you're facing in life, if you are able to slow your breathing, bring your mind down into a state of calm, expand your peripheral awareness of all the available sensory inputs to your body, and simply put yourself into an observer position by languaging through thought, something along the lines of, isn't that interesting? You'll find yourself able to keep calm and to control the stress dynamic that normally plays out when we are perceiving a fearful situation.
Thank you everyone for listening to this episode here on the IPS podcast. We sincerely hope the words that were shared here were helpful to you. Again, each person you heard had been a guest before here on the IPS podcast. This means that if you'd like to learn more about each one of them and pick their brains for more information or advice, check out the show notes located in the description of this episode where you can find the full interview they did here on the IPS podcast. As I said in the beginning, you can also find some additional resources there to help you deal with the stressing times. With that, thank you for being here and listening to the IPS podcast. Take good care of yourself, your friends and your family. We're going through this together. Being there for each other will help us move through this too. Let me end this episode with a quote that I really like that can be applied to any situation, good or bad, and that applies to what we are currently going through. This too shall pass. A short quote, but one that holds so much truth. Everything is temporary. Remember that difficult times will pass and get better. But also remember the good things that might be happening in your life now too, and really nurture them as they too will pass. With those last few words, I hope to see you again on another episode, another journey here on the IPS podcast. This is your host, Yelis Fass, signing off. Take care, everyone. <laughs>